Hey guys! What's it is up? The Tipsy Taste! And we are definitely tipsy. Don't yes. So this is a story that I... So if you listen to our last story, uh, uh, Taylor wrote it for me. It was the JBR or Jean Bonnet. Um, this is a story I wrote for Taylor <laughs> and I think this might actually be how we continue going on because yes. I personally loved I loved reading the story Taylor wrote for me and I loved writing the ta- the story Taylor is going to read <laughs> it's probably the best story I've ever written <laughs> yeah I so, agree I really liked writing the story for you and um, I'm sure tonight's story is gonna be fucking hilarious so i think yeah. it's the best idea i've ever had in my life yeah you're just a genius you might as well win the fucking nobel peace prize or some shit so right they should take <laughs> ellen DeGeneres's nobel peace prize away yes. wait she doesn't have the peace prize no, she has some the something from what obama. is she I don't know. right whatever obama prize she something. has from obama <laughs> They should punch that dyke in her face and give me her prize. <laughs> Says the gay man. <laughs> I can say that. I'm part of the LGBTQ+. Yeah. Love um. you, lesbos. <laughs> yeah. But you so... guys, I wrote the story of Belle Gunness. And yeah. I'm going to hand it off to, to Taylor the Tramp. Let's get yep. into it. TTT, Taylor the Tramp. <laughs> Continuing our, uh, what, all the acronyms that we had from the last episode, which Josh probably doesn't remember, but. <laughs> I don't, actually. <laughs> okay, so this is the title that Josh wrote on here, and I just have to say it because it's fucking hilarious. Um, so this is the story of Mama Gunness, or Bell Gunness, the meat cleaver wielding serial killer of the Hoosier State. And there's a heart after it. So just so you all know, we love her. Welcome to Indy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually do not love her, but... Um... <laughs> I don't oh know. After all of this, I think I might. She was pretty genius, to be honest. Um, okay, so... Tonight we have the story of Madame Belle Gunness, a butch woman with a thirst for money, men, and blood. <laughs> It is very dramatic, Josh. Thank you for the note. (laughs) So, Belle, um, she was a serial killer, if you couldn't already tell from the title, who lived in the 19th and the early 20th century, who murdered at least 14 people. And the estimate of how many she actually killed is a lot higher, upwards of as many as 40 people. And yeah, bitch was wild. To be quite honest, um, so I don't I don't know all the details, obviously, because Josh did the research, but I do know a lot about this case. So, um, let's get into the meat and potatoes, <laughs> Josh. I love Dog's this. This my is favorite. so funny. <laughs> let's get on our time machines and start at the very beginning. Wait, hold on. Wait, I said What's make the noise. noise. Okay. Hold on. Wait, what was the AOL dial up noises? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh the dial up noises? Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, nobody no. could use the phone. 
Yes. Okay. Just imagine that everybody You're... from the early two thousands. You know, we you are aging us by telling people we know what that is. You guys, we're still pretty young because we are still in our twenties. Yeah, and that's we're not even all anyone yet. needs okay. to know. Oh, we're twenty five. We a perfect <laughs> a perfect segue into this. Um, the year is 1859. Madonna has just turned 22. <laughs> that was my favorite. Madonna and, has just turned 20, 22 in 1859. Yeah, that's why she has to have all that surgery. Um, so, <laughs> did you see her post today? It was like, it was just the swelling, guys. And I'm like, you guys, I don't she know. was born in like 1800s. Of course. She was turning. <laughs> Wait, she was born in 1830-something. She was just yeah. turning 22 in 1859. Of course she needs surgery. Yeah, of course she's going to look a little off, okay? Also, it's Madonna. You never know what's mm-hmm. going on there. Lizard people, am I right? Oh, that should be a story No, just next. great anyway. plastic surgery. Yeah, true. Thank you, doctor okay. now. <laughs> So, 1859, Madonna just turned 22, as we have mentioned, and Belle was born Brynhild Paulsdatter Storset on November 11th. This is 10 days before my birthday, everyone, in in 1859. So, not a lot is known about Miss Brynhild's early life. Or why she decided to go by Belle. But honestly, if my name was Brynhild, I also would go by Belle. Um, And for one reason or another, Belle decided to immigrate from Selbu, Norway, to the windy city of Chicago, Illinois, in the beautiful year of 1881. And it's beautiful because it's the same backwards as it is forwards. Perfect. Oh my god, it is! Beautiful. Um, so there she would discover pizza, wind, <laughs> Bubba Gump shrimp. When was Bubba Gump shrimp founded? Um, it was founded in Forrest Gump, but we're not going to worry about that. <laughs> but she discovered pizza, wind, and Bubba Gump shrimp, and what else? And then her first known victim, who happened to um. also be her husband, and I don't know what it is about these people's fucking names back then, but his name was <laughs> Mads Ditlev Anton Sorensen, who she married in 1884. So mm. she was not very old. Well, she, she wasn't keen on choosing a man with young. just three yeah. fucking names. <laughs> um, so <laughs> three fucking names. <laughs> So early on in their life together seemed to be marked by tragedy, which we commonly see, I feel like, in these types of stories. Oh, yeah. It's a pattern. Like, it's truly a fucking pattern. Like, you know those trashy people that, obviously, let's go back to our time period. Uh You know those trashy people you see post on Facebook? Okay, maybe not trashy if you'll get offended, but like... (laughs) You know those people on Facebook, they're like, oh, my tire blew out. But, like, two days ago, they posted about getting a fresh manicure, and <laughs> they took their baby daddy, the one, the same one that cheats on them every year, 
you know, out to get yeah. a PS5. You know, that kind mm-hmm. of person. This yeah. is, you know, this is kind of the same. <sighs> yeah, I figured. Also, I know that she's, like, money hungry from literally oh. the few facts I know about the case. But <laughs> Oh, this Belle, she's money uh, motivated. Yeah, Which you'll so, see. I yeah. mean, obviously... Here, we can see that Gunnis and her husband at the time, Sorensen, opened a candy store, but it soon burned down. Hmm. I wonder how. (laughs) So they had... (laughs) Flames. So they had four children together, but two allegedly, in all caps, thank you, Joshua... Died of acute colitis. And we have to say allegedly because we don't want to be sued. um, Because the (laughs) symptoms, the symptoms of acute colitis are similar to poisoning. And that's why once everything else that we will talk about in the coming minutes. Once all of that came out, they think that these two poor children were poisoned. Again, allegedly right um and that you know that was just like three tragedies in one sentence but we're not finished folks we the all next... know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it wouldn't be a story on here if it was done the end goodbye um <laughs> <laughs> so the next tragedy that would happen is in the year 1900 and guess what else burned down their house Huh. Hmm. But as was the case with the candy store, Gunnis and Sorensen were able to pocket the insurance money. Who would have thunk it? Thunk. Ugh, I hate that word. <laughs> Sorry. Stop. I had to say it, it sounds so wrong. Even though it's even though it's correct. Yeah. It just sounds so wrong. I don't thunk? think it's actually correct. Really? Oh, maybe it is. You think I think it's correct. I thunk it. Oh, I guess. Cause okay, pharmacy say, student. Yeah, I don't have an English degree. I guess you wouldn't I'm... say I thinked it. Oh, I thought it. <laughs> oh, wait. <you're... laughs> Maybe both of our degrees should be fucking revoked. <laughs> yeah, I think actually I'm not going to graduate in May now. Yeah, let's uh... not graduate. And we should, de- we should decline both of our degrees. Yeah, they go to hand it to me and I'm like, mm. You know, I don't know. Actually, I, I thought th- thunk was the right word. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> okay, so then on July 30th in 1900, what would you even guess? Tragedy struck yet again. Oh, yep. oh God. Oh, this is her first victim. Well, not really her first victim, allegedly, but... Her first known victim, Sorensen, uh-huh. her lovely husband, died suddenly of a cerebral hemorrhage. Mm. And strangely, that date also represented the last day of his life <sighs> insurance policy, as well as the first day of his new policy. So Listen. He had two policies on that Listen. exact day. This was one of two days. And you know what? This is why I love the way that me and Taylor chose to start writing our stories. Because now we both kind of know, like, information about it. He, he had a two... There was a two-day window that both policies would be active. 
And this was one of two days that How? this po- that right, but that but Continue. like this is one of two days that both policies would be active, and she would be able to collect on both. And how did she not become an instant suspect? You know what? We'll continue on. And I'll, you know, I'm sure I'll chime in and be like, this big bitch, like, I'll, I'll tell you, like, like, this is one of two days that this bitch was able to fucking collect and she fucking got away with it. And in the end, I'm sure I'll be able to say the same thing, but let's continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're fine. I love it. Um, and also, I just want to put in when <laughs> when Josh says this big bitch, I think she really was like over six feet tall, and she was like a big lady. Not only that, you will tell by the fucking jokes I insert. People were tearing this bitch to shreds. I fucking love it. <laughs> Um, okay, so his widow, uh, Belle herself, collected on both policies a total of $8,000, which doesn't sound like a lot, but guess what, folks? This was back in 1900. So today, that would be $150,000. Mm, Kim Kardashian money. Yeah, and she got, she only got all that because he quote-unquote died well i guess i mean he really did die but he was murdered obviously. he did die i was about to say <laughs> wait a wait a second quote-unquote <laughs> but he didn't just die of natural causes he was murdered right. he was murdered but at the time for some reason no one thought anything of it it was just a tragic coincidence hmm In her discombobulated state, she claimed that her hubby had come home with a headache. She had given him quinine. I have no idea what that is, and I'm almost a pharmacist. Wait, okay, let me help you because I researched it. it. It's (laughs) like a local anesthetic, (laughs) but like, it took a minute because some research said it like fought malaria, but like Hmm. when I looked into it, it was nothing to do with malaria. It's probably like old-timey medicine, like back in the day when you would get cough syrup with fucking cocaine in it or something. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so the, like, so it was at the time of the 1900s, a mm-hmm. local anesthetic, but today in the like 2020s used to fight malaria, but at the <laughs> time it was a local anesthetic which helped with like headaches and pain relief so it was like acetaminophen and everything yeah so it's crazy i was like what the fuck but like it this was this is a part of the case that i was actually like oh wow that's actually pretty cool (laughs) that at the time well if you think about it and you should think it too because you're almost a full-fledged fucking pharmacist that like yeah i was like Holy shit, at the time this was a local anesthetic. Like this was this was literally Right. At the time this is what they used as like RC the Metafin, RIB RIBprofen and everything. But as time progressed, they used it for like malaria and everything. That was really cool. Like that's fucking nuts. I'm sorry, you guys. That was 
I should have said this off camera, off recording, but like, <laughs> no, I that blew really my cool. mind. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? These dumb bitches, because they used to put cocaine and like, you know, other Coca-Cola. stuff. I was like, oh, if actually... I could have a Coke with cocaine, I'd be like, oh shit. I'd actually, have Coke every day. <laughs> Coke and like Pepsi, I think, or definitely uh-huh. Coke, um, was actually marketed as like a health food i think for a while Um, are you serious yeah there's a show on netflix it's called like the foods that built america or something and there's one episode on like coke and pepsi and their rivalry or maybe it wasn't coke i don't know there was like one episode one of them i know there was like a cereal that was used in like a psych ward as like a health food and then i thought the same thing happened with coke where because it had like the cocaine and stuff in it so it was used as like a health food or a medicine instead of just a drink. I'm sorry, Taylor. I'm not like you. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <sighs> Even well, though only one of us have been in a psych ward, but I won't talk about that. And it wasn't <laughs> me. It wasn't her. Remember when I had a rotation at the place that you were in? <laughs> yeah. The what? But you know what? The best part of that. You guys, I don't care. Like, I'm an open book. Honestly, but the I think place a lot sh- of people have been to a psych ward. I'm, yeah. I don't fucking care. But the thing is, is like, they used to come and knock on the door in the bathroom. Because mm-hmm. the best part of that fucking place is they never ran out of hot water. So I would <laughs> sit in the fucking showers for hours. Because they never ran out of hot water. It's inconsistent. And they have to come knock on the door like, uh, are you still alive? Yes. And I would tell them, I'd be like, leave me alone. I said, you guys took the, you guys took the handles off the fucking water spouts. You guys took the handles off all this. I said, I'm just enjoying the fucking, I'm enjoying the shower. Joshua, you have a call. Leave me alone. I'm in the shower. You bitch. <sighs> Anyways, continuing on. Okay. Um, yeah, so she gave him that medicine, and then next thing we know, he's fucking dead. So, tragic. Yes! Um, oh my god, you guys, he's dead. <laughs> so what was Belle to do? Well, we already mentioned that she was first living in Chicago, um, but then she decides to leave with her two remaining children, children, Myrtle. Children. Myrtle, Myrtle and Lucy. Myrtle Lucy. Myrtle. <laughs> Lucy Goosey. Um, and somehow um, by this time, uh, they she had acquired a foster daughter named You guys, Jenny she Olsen. gained this bitch out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I looked at like four different articles besides the one that I gained most of my fucking information from. I can find her. Yeah, they they I, couldn't tell where this bitch came from. Yeah, I feel like I remember hearing, like, she just, like, acquires a bunch of children, and then, I mean, there's some yes! tragedy that happens to all of them throughout the story, as we know from her first two children that died. Um, but, yeah, she got Jenny from the block. <laughs> J-Lo. <laughs> so, picture this. You're Belle Gunness. Butch ugly uh, three dollar three three dollars <laughs> no three dollars. This is my favorite part. 
Three because daughters. her neighbors tore her to shreds through every single part of this investigation. From the moment she, the moment she moved, you know what? I'm a Hoosier. Taylor's a Hoosier in Indiana. But no, not unfortunately, because I feel like the way they describe this bitch from start to finish is immaculate. Oh, here we go. Yep, I see it. Okay. Okay. You guys, I love it from start to finish and I will I'll give you my final thoughts at the end of the episode. But who did you, Taylor? Um, so we've already established she's butch. She's ugly. She has three daughters, one of which she just randomly acquired. Um, she has a lot of cash because she killed her husband. Um, what do you do now? Well, you move to Laporte, Indiana, and you buy a 48-acre farm, and you start a new life. Obviously, Period. because otherwise you are going to live... Like, if you kill someone, you're going to move, because people aren't going to like right. you. So, this is the part that Josh was talking about. So, neighbors <laughs> described ah! this, the 250-pound gunnis as a... <laughs> As a rugged woman who was also incredibly strong. One man who helped her move in later claimed that he saw her lift a 300-pound piano all by herself. They <laughs> described like this woman home. as... They described this woman as 250 pounds. Okay. Not knowing this bitch's weight, Google an image of her. No, and then she's... Th- yeah. Well, she's like over six feet tall, too. So she's definitely weighs over 250 pounds. I was like, um, I'm a little offended. (laughs) Uh, And her supposed explanation is that she liked music at home. And that's why she lifted a 300 pound piano. I could probably do that. I'm just kidding. No. (laughs) So. So with a description like that, it is no shock to us that before long, the lonely widowed Gunnis was a widow no more. Because in April of 1902, she would then marry Peter Gunnis, and that is who she gets her last name from. Let me say, though, Peter was a progressive man. (gasps) He took her last name. (gasps) Did you realize that? Oh, her. Oh, so her actual last name. I thought her last name was Paul's. Well, daughter. I don't know. I don't fucking know. The whole time I've been referring to her as Gunnis. Am I wrong? I'm also no, drunk, makes- you guys. This is a fucking tipsy taste. <laughs> no, that makes sense, though, because I feel like I do remember hearing that um, somewhere else. So maybe that was like her born middle name and then, or her born last name, and then she, like, I don't know. So, like, know. the whole time when I was writing this story, I was like, oh, my God, did he take her last name? Because at the time, I mean, she was, like, rich. Yeah. Like, did she take his last... I mean, did he take her last name? Which would make sense at the time because she was obviously the, the, the like, breadwinner. Or not yeah. the breadwinner because, she I mean... She already would've... had the bread. She was yeah right the bread loaf. I mean, I mean, I mean as you as you come to hear the story, you find out she was just killing men to keep the yeah. bread. But like, if you hadn't figured that out already, folks, yeah, if you haven't figured it out already. But like at she the same was, time, like she was the bread slaughterer. Yeah, like 
I mean, he seemed. I think he was the only one that actually, if it's if it's true, which I think it was, he was the only one that took her last name. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I Peter, could be wrong. Peter is an interesting character regardless because he came with baggage in the form of an infant daughter from a previous relationship. Ugh, baggage. Ugh. And the only reason I say this is because tragedy struck yet again. His infant daughter (laughs) died of unknown causes. And not much longer after that, Peter would also die. He apparently fell victim to a sausage grinder that fell on his head from a wobbly shelf. (laughs) The coroner at the time described the incident as a little queer, which is how I described Joshua. But... (laughs) Don't stray from the script, you bitch. (laughs) Sorry to our LGBTQ listeners, but it's in Indiana, so what can I say? They hate the gays. So... We do. Regardless, the coroner ruled it a suicide. How do you (laughs) suicide yourself with a meat grinder falling on your head? What? (sighs) Listen, when I was writing this, so, so the meat grinder fell on his head and (laughs) he, let me clear this up first because I'm gay. I love our LGBTQ. (gasps) Yeah. What? You're gay? Like, I love obviously my community. That's obviously a term that's was used in olden times, but, like, uh, I don't know. Like, that's so weird to me. <laughs> How do you like a suicide? Like, right, a meat grinder fell on your fucking head? He set the what? whole thing up himself. He made the right. shelf wobbly and just stood under You had to be hours. standing under a shelf and just all of a sudden... You know how many Die. other ways you can do that that are so much easier? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm dead. So just like the last time, Miss Bell dried her tears and collected her hubby's life insurance. It's all that she could do. Bless her poor little heart. She obviously is going through so much through her life in just a few short years. And only one person seemed to be catching on to Gunnis's habits, and that would be her foster daughter, J-Lo. So, little Jenny, and this is a quote from her to her schoolmates, allegedly. My mama killed my papa. She hit him with a meat cleaver and he died. Don't tell a soul. End quote. Don't tell a soul. Well, what do you think happens after that? Uh, dead! (laughs) Jenny, J-Lo goes missing. She vanishes. And Belle initially claimed that she'd been sent to school in California. But years later, 
her body would be found in Belle's hog pen. So Jenny from the block turned into Jenny in the hog pen. (laughs) If the the dumb tard would have just kept her fucking mouth shut, she probably could have just bought herself a few more months or years. That is pretty tragic because period that's terrible to know that the person that you're living with is a murderer like what do you do keep your mouth shut yeah i don't know (laughs) i yeah i don't know what i would do but probably keep my mouth shut tbh right tbh um tbh (laughs) anyway maybe bell needed money or maybe she had developed a taste for murder Hmm. got the bloodlust probably the latter either way the twice widowed gunnis began posting personal ads oh this is my favorite part in norwegian language newspapers to find a new companion so this is one of her ads personal Comely, is it Comely? I don't know. How to yeah, say that I word. think so. Okay. Comely widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in Laporte County, Indiana, desires to make the acquaintance of a gentleman equally well provided with view of joining fortunes. No replies by letter considered unless sender is willing to follow answer with personal visit. Triflers need not apply. <laughs> and trifling. That, yeah. I mean, honestly, that kind of seems like the exact type of ad I would also put out if I was Is in Bell's shoes. Yeah. If you were um, a murderer? Well, no. I mean, even if I wasn't a murderer, but if I was, you know, widowed and looking for a companion, <laughs> I would want someone who had a, you know, a good, uh, a good fortune to join my own fortune. I uh, guess. Um, surprisingly this actually fucking works out um because a lot of people answered her ads but then also a lot of people died and that's why we say upwards of 40 people were killed because we're about to get into that so they were promised norwegian cooking and were painted a very seductive portrait of the kind of life they would enjoy before being killed they would arrive with thousands of dollars and then they would disappear. So, so our next lucky pal is a guy named George (laughs) Anderson and he actually is lucky because he survived his encounter with Bell Gunness. He so did. Anderson had come to the Gunnis farm from Missouri with money and a hopeful heart. Oh my God. Uh, uh. He did. But he awoke one night to a terrifying sight. Gunnis. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Gunnis was leaning over his bed as he slept and Anderson was so startled by the ravenous expression in her eyes that he left immediately, which good for him. Good for him for just getting up and being like, uh, I'm out. 
Hold on. I have to see something. Hold on. Don't okay. say anything. Okay, I'm not because, saying anything. Um, I know I should have thought about this. Okay, so I wonder how he left because like the first car the was invented and then was first invented in 1886. I think he had a horse. I, what? Well, I mean, this was in the 1900s, so I wonder oh, how yeah. he fucking just left. Like, did he just fucking squander on foot? Like <laughs> He hitchhiked. No, maybe he had, like, a horse and buggy, or he had, like, a... Uh... A car, or he just ran. I would I'm, run. The adrenaline would take I'm him all the way to Missouri. I'm hoping he jumped in his 1901 <laughs> Nissan Altima. <laughs> I literally and was going to say a Nissan. <laughs> right. I, I'm hoping he fled in his 1901 <laughs> Nissan Altima and just fled the scene. Ugh, good for <laughs> him. Alright. So, meanwhile, neighbors, which Gunnis had like a 48-acre farm, so how many neighbors did she have? But they noted that Gunnis, probably too many, they noticed that Gunnis had begun to spend an unusual amount of time at her hog pen at night. And she also seemed to spend a lot of money on wooden trunks, which witnesses said she could lift like a box of marshmallows. This kills me because you know what? This goes right back. This bitch, they. Oh she my looks gosh. like she yeah. from Shrek. <laughs> you guys look up a picture of her. You guys, these people are constantly and it was the 1900s, early 1900s. They were not trying to like directly comment on her appearance but they are constantly ripping into her they are calling her 250 pounds talking about how much she can lift talking about how butch she was bitch (laughs) talking about how this bitch can lift the trunk like a box of marshmallows but she still was tricking all of these men to come to her door and also yeah through a newspaper ad bitch there was no picture of her selfies no selfies in the there was no selfies this bitch was butch (laughs) as fuck probably obese 250 pounds described by her neighbors but also very muscular no these bitches were muscular Bitch, I'm fat, and I can lift more than I should be able to, bitch. <laughs> she is catfishing these people, and I am dying. Um, yeah, she put, continue. She put like, a description in there, like... Uh, Disclaimer, I'm, I'm, I'm fat. I'm like, I'm you and can lift you up with my bare hands. I am dying. This is <laughs> killing me. Like, ah, you continue. <laughs> You're right. She, I mean, she kind of catfished him. It's fine. Um, yeah. So, a bell gunness received men visitors, or, sorry, this is a quote from one of her farmhands that <laughs> later told the New York Tribune, Mrs. Gunness received men visitors all the time. A different man came nearly every week to stay at the house. She introduced them as cousins from Canvas, Canvas, Kansas, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and from Chicago. She was always careful to make the children stay away from her cousins, air quotes, and then that's the end of the quote. Um, also, wasn't she from 
Norway. So why does she have cousins from all of these states? Listen, these people don't know that, Taylor. These people don't know that. This bitch was getting dick left and right. You know what, though? (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. I admire a thick bitch that is going to get dick left and right. You know what, though? She shouldn't have killed him. She got money hungry, but like, yeah, like she this probably... is killing me. Yeah, because we all knew a girl. Let me let me paint the picture for you guys. It's me. Are you ready? No, it's, <laughs> no, it's not Taylor. <laughs> this girl, are you ready? She was the pitcher for softball at your high school. <laughs> she was thick. She always wore cargo shorts and an Indiana T-shirt, a different color every day, <laughs> and she. She dated a really skinny, a really skinny nerd. <laughs> and that was, that was the bitch we're talking about here. That is, that's Miss Gunnis. What, do you wasn't she, a lesbian. Do you think she was she getting deep dicked every Belle? night. No, I bet, In I bet Belle was period? getting her. No, Belle was oh, getting her okay. dick. I don't know. Every Sometimes night. She was just killing people left and right. I don't know. No, I don't think so. We. There's no way to document her sex life That's before true, she killed these people. We could go to the museum and like do like a Ouija board and speak to her. No, she's You're probably right. Hell. Okay, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> in 1906, Bell Gunnis connected with her final victim that we know of, mm. um, Andrew Helgelian. Mm-hmm. Mm. Found her ad in the Minneapolis tight tight end like tight end. I don't know. I said today, but <laughs> I'm not good with syllables. <laughs> it's one of those Norwegian language newspapers that we mentioned before. Um, and before long, they were exchanging romantic letters. Ah, because Belgunis has a heart. No, she doesn't. So... I'm sorry. I'm laughing at what I wrote <laughs> coming up. Oh God. Um. So. This is a quote. We shall be so happy when you get here. Bell wrote in one letter. This is an, oh, this is a continuation of that letter. Mm -hmm. My heart beats in wild rapture for you, my Andrew. I love you. Come prepared to stay forever. Josh put You better read notes, verbatim. No. This bitch was a wet. <laughs> I don't know. I think she just I think she just gets turned on from Keep reading. These okay. were these were love letters sent by owls. Yeah. So then the rest of the letter is I haven't tasted thou mushroom in many <laughs> moons. My kitty hath not been pounded. <laughs> What's I hate you. <laughs> Wait, what did that say? My kitty. I need ha- you to reread. My kitty Keep has going. not been pounded in what seems like centuries. Yeah, Josh that's made what this I think. whole story no. up. <laughs> so, I I think that's exactly what Miss Bell Guinness Guinness had said. My kitty has not been pounded in what seems like centuries. I would say that too. This is what Josh says to Tyler every night. No. I, I, I honestly, I understand. Except he says I my understand. bunghole. No, my bussy. 
<laughs> yeah. My Benny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So How do you say his last name? Helgelian is what I would say. Okay, whatever. (laughs) like other victims before him, decided to take a chance on love and decided now was the time (laughs) to get his dick wet. (laughs) Especially after that last message about getting his mushroom wet. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, this mushroom? You want this mushroom? Okay. Um, (laughs) So guess what he did? He moved to LaPorte, Indiana for his butch stallion on January 3rd, 1908. Oh, no so cap for real for, for real uh, for real mm-hmm. for real they did so andrew was basically what started bell's downfall after mm-hmm. he stopped answering his brother asshole's letter <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for you to say his name because Asel? i also oh, no when Asel. i read it i was like is this assholes what <laughs> <laughs> it's you guys, for you listening, it's spelled A S L E S, like apostrophe S. So, assholes, Assles? like asshole. <laughs> I think it's like Azel, probably like basil without the B. Yeah, so we're gonna go with Azel. <laughs> I'm just gonna say asshole. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's Azel. So no um, disrespect. He, he stopped answering Azel's letters. Um. So Azel got worried and demanded answers. And Belle would just retaliate with some bullshit. She would say, you wish to know where your brother keeps himself. Well, this is just what I would like to know. But it almost seems impossible for me to give a definite answer. Bitch, you knew where the fuck he was. You knew he killed his ass. Stupid ass. Period. But instead, she suggested that maybe Andrew had gone to Chicago or... Perhaps all the way back to Norway. But asshole, or Azel, for short, didn't seem to be falling for it. And they were him, too tight. Good. For asshole him. was too <laughs> tight for this. <laughs> so, Belle had also begun to develop some problems with a farmhand. And his name was Ray Lamfer. <laughs> So, you You see, see. Butch Bell, in all of her 250 pounds of glory, was a solid 14 out of 10 in Indiana. And I can tell you right now, that's the truth. Mm -hmm. So, Ray, her farmhand, also had romantic feelings for Bell. And he resented all of the men that showed up at her property. Jealous! The two, the two of them had once apparently had a relationship, but Ray had left in a jealous rage after Helgelian arrived, <laughs> which I would too. Good for Ray, and well, well, I think it right. ends poorly for Ray eventually. But no, no, Ray actually is well. I mean, in a way, but yeah, I mean, not in a way. We'll get to it. We'll talk about it. Oh my god, on April 27th, 1908, so literally like a few months after that Helgelian guy moved in, Belle went to see an attorney in Laporte. She told him that she had fired her jealous farmhand, which caused him to go nuts. And Belle also claimed that she needed to make a will because Lamfer had apparently threatened her life. This is a quote from her. That man is out to get me. I fear one of these nights he will burn my house to the ground. End quote. Can I read this next part? 
Yeah, but can I just say that why would this lady who can lift a whole fucking piano in by herself be afraid of a little farmhand guy she's not this bitch could (laughs) lift her whole house if she wanted to Uh she was 250 pounds of cold hard (laughs) steel (laughs) do you understand me let me read this next part yeah are you ready yes you guys can't can't guess what happened next you guys are all morons (laughs) are you ready Yes. Her house burned down. <laughs> she bought toys for her children and two gallons of kerosene that night. And in air quotes, someone, someone. <laughs> set her farmhouse on fire. I just had to read that part because I'm not going to put that. I didn't want to. When I was writing this story, I didn't want to put that burden on Taylor. The whole, when I, even after I finished writing the story, I was like, I can't put that burden on Taylor <laughs> because um, there's just so much to it. Like I watched, I watched YouTubers covering the story. I read four separate articles that were <laughs> covered the story, and so many people I feel like covered it inaccurately. I just couldn't put it on Taylor. So I was like, you know what? I'm writing it. I'll take the heat for it because so many people have differing opinions. Well, I someone caught her fucking in a farmhouse. <laughs> right. Somebody, someone in air quotes caught her fucking farmhouse on fire. And then Taylor continue on with the fucking this, story. This part is the most tragic. This part's wild. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> When she set her house on fire, guys, she did not even let her kids leave. (laughs) This is terrible, but it's so... I mean, she already killed, what, three children previously, so it's not like that. Yeah, she's fucking wild, you guys. What a free spirit. Authorities found the bodies of her three children in the charred rubble of the farmhouse basement. They also found the body. This lady was a fucking mastermind. Like, for living in, like, the 1800s and early 1900s, she honestly was a mastermind. Not in a good way, but she was. Oh, I wish I could have known her. They found... You would have been killed if you did Period. But <laughs> they found the body of a headless woman... Who, at first, they assumed was Belle Gunnis. And she had framed it to look like it was her. But not mm-hmm. really. Because, well, yeah. Um, so, Lamfer was quickly charged with the murder and arson. Because, obviously, she had just recently went and said, Oh, my God, I think he's going to cut my house on fire. Um, but police began to search the farm grounds, hoping to find Belle's head. Meanwhile, Azel had read about the fire in the newspaper and he showed up in hopes of finding his brother. Fucking wild. Give it up, man. (laughs) 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 Just give it up. He's gone, okay? Um, I swear! (laughs) And for a while, he assisted police as they sorted through the rubble. Although he almost left, Helgelian became convinced that he couldn't do so without looking harder for Andrew. So he is quoted saying, I was not satisfied and I went back to the cellar and asked another one of Bell's farmhands whether he knew of any hole or dirt having been dug up there about the place in spring. Mm-hmm. End quote. 
In fact, that farmhand sure did. Know it was such like a weird coincidence, too. Like he went up, and from the four articles I read, not mm-hmm. meaning to interrupt, each one of them said that this guy just randomly went up to a random farmhand. It was like, "Hey, man, it do you know of any random right grapes?" <laughs> Right. They were like, hey, and the each article was like, I was ready to give up. But I went up to this <laughs> random guy and was like, Do you know of any random grapes? And this guy was like, Hell yeah, I do. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like hashtag each- perseverance, hashtag never give right. up. <laughs> right. And each article I read, I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like this guy was really like, Hell yeah, I do. I was like, hey, <laughs> This is bullshit. <laughs> But yeah, keep going. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I mean, <laughs> congrats bullshit. to you. Yeah, it's wild. It's like, huh. Wow. What are the odds? Um, mm-hmm. But Bell had apparently asked this specific farmhand to level dozens of soft depressions in the ground, which supposedly were used to bury and cover trash. But hoping to find a clue related to his brother's disappearance, Azel hashtag asshole um, and the farmhand began to dig up a pile of softer in the hog pen. Okay, if it's in the hog pen, you obviously know it's not trash. And to their horror, they ended up finding Andrew's so Azel's brother head, hands, and feet stuffed into an oozing sack. Also, what are the odds they find his brother the first grave they dig up? What are the odds? Woo! Hey! <laughs> I love it. This is why you leave shit alone. I said, Josh says it all the time. (laughs) Don't go looking for something because your feelings will get hurt. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Like, I completely agree with this. I'd rather just assume that my brother was dead than to actually be the one to find his oozing remains. (laughs) Oh, God. That's so gross. And also traumatic. Like, did they have therapy back then? Because I think... Azel is going to need some. No, baby. They didn't believe in mental health. Oh, that's true. Obviously, they let this lady with an obvious mental illness continue. Um, So, further digging, because remember, he dug up 12 of these uh, for quote-unquote trash. Uh, Further digging yielded more nasty discoveries. And in the span of two days... Investigators found a total of 11 burlap sacks, which contained, Mm-mm. quote, arms hacked from the shoulders down and masses of human bone wrapped in loose flesh that dripped like jelly, end quote. That is disgusting. That makes me want to vomit. Um, I never f- want to have a BP&J again. No, I can never. So authorities could not identify all the bodies. But they could identify Jenny Olson, the foster daughter who had apparently left for California after running her mouth. That sign says no running, but you're running your mouth. Jenny should have ran her mouth. Honestly, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. J-Lo should have ran her fucking mouth to her friends at school and she probably would have lived as long as the other girls who died during the fire. That poor girl. I don't even know what to think. Because honestly, if I thought somebody was like 
I don't know. If I thought someone in my family was killing somebody, I'd be like, uh, I'm going directly to the police. Would you really? Yes. Even you if think it was I'm Kayla? Cover for them? Yeah, oh, yeah, she should have been killing people. <laughs> I don't know. It's... I don't think you would turn Kayla in. But that's just me. Well, Kayla and also you're on would a not public platform. Be a <laughs> I don't know. And you're on a public platform right now, yeah. so I don't believe you, bitch. Bitch. Well, then we got Bell, bitch. Bitch Bell in here. It wait, soon became wait, clear. Wait, where are we at? Yeah, let's continue. Let's keep going. <laughs> so it soon J-Lo became clear. was found. Clear. Yes, she was found, and then it soon became clear that Bell was behind some horrific crimes, if you couldn't already Ugh. guess. Gross. So, before long. News, news, <laughs> news, sorry, not news, of the gruesome discovery spread throughout the nation. On what? They didn't have TV back then. Or did they? <laughs> no, here we go. American newspapers labeled Bell Gunness the Black Widow, Hell's Bell, and <laughs> the Indiana Ogress, which is my favorite. And the Mistress of the Castle of Death. That one's a little too long. Um, I like Indiana Ogress. Period. And Hell's Bell. That's really good. Period. It's, yeah, that one's perfect. So, reporters described her home as a horror farm and a death garden. You know, two ways to say the exact same thing. Right, I was about to say, it's not the same fucking thing. Okay, this is the weirdest thing to me because this always is so weird. Uh, curious onlookers flocked to Laporte as it became a local and national attraction to the point that vendors reportedly sold ice cream, popcorn cake, uh-huh. and something called Gunnis Stew to <laughs> This is like the thing that always is so weird to me, like when people flock to a crime scene and especially like when they're still like the victims are still like mm-hmm. there that's like the weirdest thing to me like why do you want to see that i can tell you right now you don't want to see that but people nope. still do it and also who wants a gunnish stew i want to know what's in this gunnish stew um, I tell you it's because of money yeah oh yeah Whew. So, meanwhile, authorities struggled to determine whether the headless corpse they'd found in the burned farmhouse belonged to Belle. Although the police found a set of teeth among the ruins, there was still some debate as to whether or not they belonged to Belle. Okay, this, I didn't say anything earlier because I was hoping you would get to this part. So, well, so the, 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 the dentist in town confirmed Crentist? we'll say confirmed the Crentis the dentist <laughs> Crentis confirmed that they belong to to Belle but I don't mm, believe it. I think Belle she, got away with it. Yeah, ripped all her teeth out or something. Um I don't because, I don't even think that's it. So this <laughs> curiously the corpse itself seemed to be much too small to be hers. <laughs> another weight shade um (laughs) yeah they were basically just trying to tear her apart (laughs) from the very beginning um but yeah i did mention it earlier when you were like oh she tried to like frame it with this headless woman and i was like 
I'm pretty sure they found her to be like at least half a foot too short and like definitely right. way too small to be here. Um, and then even DNA tests that were done decades later from envelopes that Gunnis licked were unable to definitively answer if she had died in the fire. But it is pretty much, I mean, yeah, there was no way that she got murdered and decapitated. Like, I don't know. No, it was not. No, Belle Gunnis definitely. (laughs) No, she got away with it wholeheartedly. There's no way that woman killed herself or anything. No. And in the end, Ray Lamfer or Lamfear, I don't know how you say his last name, was charged with arson, but he was not charged with murder. And that is it. She was never found or anything like that. It was all just suspected that she kind of just ran away and got away with it. But I can't imagine that she wouldn't have like started doing this again. I don't know. Maybe she had enough money. She was cool with it. No, in that time she was, she was loaded. But like, I don't think she was just doing it for money though. I feel like she really got off on killing people. I don't know. I think once she started getting the income, she I don't know because she I think killed she got her the bloodless kids for Christ's <laughs> sake. Okay, at some point your kids become fucking baggage. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My my cats, I would never kill them. I love them so much, exactly. but every day they push me past my motherfucking limit and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, if only I could strangle them." I would never <laughs> But I, the the fucking feeling is there. But like once like the money starts coming in, I, I I really feel like she I feel like she was stocking up yeah to to just escape and then finally go like book it and live her life. I mean, I feel like at some point she had to realize I'm going to get caught doing this. Right. And I feel like she eventually like booked it and maybe like lived in Mexico or something. Or maybe she like went back to Norway or something and then became like a serial killer there and no one would suspect like. Maybe she booked it to Norway and just lived there because Norway is not like a third world country. Norway is kind of on par with us. I looked that up when I was writing this story. No, Norway is not a third world country. No, I know. It's better than us. Right. Like they're 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 a they're a great country. Sweden, Norway, like everything, like they're they're light years above us. Like she's already a citizen there, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just like so creepy though, like who was the woman that she killed? J-Lo. <laughs> it was Madonna. Ah. Madonna. Well, Madonna was having her 22nd birthday party. Yeah. Um, hmm. Oh, now I feel like I need to look into the theories of, like, what they think happened to Belga. Like, if she remained alive. Like, what? Where did she go? What did she do? That's crazy. Right. Oh! And so there's apparently, I literally have this as a saved tab on my phone. Let me pull it up. 
there is Belgunis Laporte. Um, oh, shit. There's like a museum about her. Or maybe not fully about her, but like in Laporte, Indiana, there's part of a museum at least dedicated to her in her uh, story. She's a big deal in Laporte. I I seen when I was researching, I saw a lot of things about Belle Gunness in Laporte, Indiana. And yeah. she's one of the most major things. I mean, Laporte, Indiana is not a a huge place. I and, didn't even know it existed, so <laughs> Right. It, it it's it's small and and Belle Gunness was one of the biggest things to happen, even though it was from the eighteen hundreds. It was one of the biggest things that happens even to this day. So it's yeah. still one of the most talked about things. Oh yeah. She's one of the most prolific, if not like the most prolific female serial killers. And she did all She is the most prolific female serial killer in LaPorte, Indiana. And we live in Indiana. Um, we should go visit that museum sometime. Oh yeah. It's, it's only a couple it's it's maybe one or two hours if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think it's up near. I don't even know, like near kind of. Let's look right now. La Porte. Every time I say La Porte, I think of La Push from Twilight. La Push. <laughs> La Porte, Indiana. It is two right hours now. away. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. We no, it's totally not bad at all. I mean, it's closer to Chicago, but I mean that's. Chicago's yeah. four hours. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we should totally go and check it out. Let's go. Let's it's take a, a mini vacay. Yeah. Yeah, let's take a day trip. I'm off every weekend. And then we can come back and we can tell of all the things that we saw and found. And that would be so fun. So, everyone, this has been the story of Belle Gunness. So, again, Josh wrote the story for me to read. And, um, but we kind of, we picked our own topics this time. I think the next time we're going to write each other's stories but make it a surprise of the topic. Right. Um, so let us know what you think. Fill out the form. Email us. You know that Gmail. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Tipsy Tays. And I think that's all for tonight, folks. We hope that is it, you guys. Um love this tragic tale and... of a butch woman. <laughs> R.I.P. J Lo. You know, her career's been over since Mariah ended it, but we'll yeah forget that oh my god that. ranny get out of here he's <laughs> eating my my healthy chips and he won't stop oh my god ranny stop eating the weight watchers chips you bitch <laughs> he dropped one what a waste Ugh, he's gonna eat it anyway all right he's so hot oh my god anyways <laughs> bye bye <laughs>